When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Tuesdays are my favorite time to record because you go back and you watch the game. Obviously watching the game live, you see what's happening, you have your takeaways. But then you go back, you have great clips, like I said, follow on social media, Bengals underscore Sands, a really great breakdown of highlights offensively, defensively. And I want to start with the defense because the reaction was all over the place, I feel like, with Dax Hill from the first half to the second half. What did you see? Inform the people. Okay, first, did anybody have a normal reaction or was it all over the top? It was over the top. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was a rookie making his first start i know he played a lot of nickel corner in college i watched too uh, but he had a tough draw at times you know covering crossing routes from chris godwin covering mike evans and man coverage press man coverage you know these things he wasn't winning on but like i mentioned with joseph Osai, i think the foundation is there i think you could be excited about what he showed even if he didn't have a good performance i don't think he played well but I do think that the bones are there. The process, I think, was solid. It was just not getting the exact results he wants. I think the game's just a bit fast right now, especially when you're going against superstars. Uh, so need to get the game to slow down a little bit. I thought there's stuff in there that's good. Like I, There's a, a rep I wanted to show, and I posted on my Twitter, where he's jamming Mike Evans, and he misses his jam, freaks out a little bit, grabs with the outside hand, but – Overall, he misses his jam, and he still sticks with him tight. He's doing a good job as an athlete. And the jam is solid up until he tries to reach with the outside hand. His feet get a little bit wonky. But overall, the bones are there for a nice rep. He just didn't put himself in a position to succeed at the beginning, but he's able to overcome that later on. Ends in a DPI, and maybe if he is able to land that jam or he sticks you know, a little bit more over the top and then transitions into his trail, it works out a little bit better. But – what I saw was a guy that you could see how it'll work. And, and against a lesser opponent, it probably would have worked. It's just he got beat by Mike Evans and Chris Godwin at times. And that's going to happen to a lot of guys. That He wasn't the only corner that got beat by those guys in the game. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a solid – I feel solid after the performance. I don't feel bad, but, you know, it didn't give me the uh, – Dax Hill would be a defensive rookie of the year if he was playing all year type feeling either. It just, it felt like, okay, that, that was fine. And you could see how he's going to be good. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, their reaction, it reminded me a lot of how they were reacting with the first half of the game. Like, oh, it's over. They're not ready. They didn't prepare for this game. Um, This is a trap how game. Does, you just... Oh, go ahead. How does, oh, how does anybody say it's over when we just watched, uh, maybe they didn't watch, the, the Vikings come back? I feel like you can't say it's over before halftime for any game for the rest of the year just because you saw that, that one happen. Zach Taylor's had six 
career, um, you know, comebacks and games. And I feel like they've had three this year. So I think people just need to calm, calm down a little bit and watch the game. Honestly, being down 17, we watched this team in an AFC championship game, come back on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they won the game. It's yeah, never it's never over. It, it really isn't. I mean, it's over when it's the Brown, that Browns game on Monday Night Football, but then this team went <laughs> off and, and won six games in a row. Uh, so, you know, maybe that was kind of a wake-up call for them at the times. I, I just – you, you got to just let the process play out. And I wish I could find Lou's quote. He had it early on in the season when a lot of people wanted to see Dax Hill on there. And, you know, you'd have to answer with who you're taking off the field at this time. You're not going to take one of your safeties off. And everybody's answer was Jesse Bates because they don't like him. They're mad at him. You need to get over that. <laughs> you need to get over that. I want Jesse Bates to win a ring here before he leaves. So exactly, um, he was on the this train. Biggest reason on the defense. I won't try to get in the whole debate. Biggest reason on the defense that they made the Super Bowl. I mean, he was the best player in that run. As awesome as DJ Reader is, he what had an interception in the Titans game. Had an interception in the Super Bowl. He broke up like four passes in the Raiders game and made the key play in overtime against the Chiefs. I mean, that was a awesome run. And I feel like I know he's not going to be here next year and you could be angry and he's not taking the deal to stay with the team and we didn't need him anyway. Why can't you just be happy for a guy that gave you so much happiness? Because that's how I feel as both a fan and analyst. Just like, yeah, he got them to the only Super Bowl that I have ever seen in my life. Yes. So that's pretty darn cool. And if he's on, he's one of the best safeties in the league. If he can get hot during the playoffs again, I like their chance. Like I predicted <laughs> at the be- before the season. Dude. I predicted. Well, Dude, well Hurts might be hurt. But <laughs> let's get past that. Pick, I pick the Bengals. Yeah, I picked the Bengals. And big reason is, you know, Jesse Bates gets hot. This defense gets hot. They can match up and scheme up against anybody. And they have the guys that can do this. So, that's just my take defending Jesse Bates. I think you guys are really harsh on him. Every week, I feel like people say he had a terrible game. And then every metric, pro football focus, and all these other people, and me when I watch, are like, no, he didn't. <laughs> like, what is the stake? Why is it every time, every game? It was a Panthers game, and he comes out as the highest graded player on pro football focus, whatever pro football focus is worth. I When I watched, I was also like, no, this was a good game from him. <laughs> what is the stake? But during the game, I heard Jesse Bates had a real bad game, didn't he? And I was like, I, I, I don't know safeties are on the screen for like three three seconds total of the entire game you need the next time they say that say why why is he having a game? because he's, I'm a, he's out of position he doesn't like contact blah 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 I, that's i'm creating the straw man that i've heard a hundred times the, really why is he bad he doesn't want to play here <laughs> i want to get to i should we should read overreaction tweets if the game turns out you know it goes really bad at first and then they end up winning i had this guy tweet me and say oh there's the defense bailing out joe burrow again <laughs> what this doesn't happen all the time the defense has stepped up a lot this year 100 yeah, sure. they the they're a top 10 defense they're fun uh, but they're still scoring like, touchdowns yes, like, they got those short fields but it wasn't like they're kicking a bunch of field goals I was just so annoyed. At that point, I was like, you aren't worth it. I'm going to mute you because I don't want to hear any of your reactions in my Twitter. Uh, But I want to go back to Jesse Bates because you bring up a great point. And 
if he wants to turn it on in December and January and February, go right ahead. This is the perfect opportunity. All eyes are on you. 21.4 million people watched that game against Tom Brady uh, and Joe Burrow. So all eyes are on when it comes to other teams. And Jesse Bates will get paid. It just won't be in Cincinnati. I know this isn't final, and I, he's just not coming back. I'm sorry to break that news to you guys on here. Um, I mean, I feel like the writing's on the wall. I feel like the writing's on the wall. Maybe there's it's a, and it's, I think at this point, more of a mutual split than yeah, one, nothing, maybe, nothing when bad. When you draft Dax Hill, that, that writing is now written in marker. <laughs> it's yeah, not it's just kind of hanging up there. It's that's permanent marker of just like first round safety. Okay, that, that means that the the high paid safety is gone. But the thing about Jesse Bates and will always just kind of hold like a soft spot for me personally, just like thinking about Jesse Bates on this team is when he first started here and he was such a young leader that I did think that they were going to extend him, you know, early on in his career. I'm like, Oh, they're going to extend this guy. He's such a leader on this defense. But I just remember him, you know, during a lot of the lows and when he would talk to the media would just be like, look, it's, it's, we're losing. We're not playing very well, but we know, you know, we saw guys showing up in cold December, January month. And we're still getting work done because we have finished the season out. Uh, you know, just the way he would talk. And I was like, I can't believe this guy's only two years into his NFL career and you got to keep him around. And obviously it just didn't work out. And the thing about it is I, I hope, you know, the way he gets treated, if, you know, if it is, I shouldn't say it's final or anything like that, but if it is his final year in Cincinnati, I hope people, um, you know, are a little, a little nicer to him because he did do a lot behind closed doors and, and what he doesn't, you know, off the field too, um, is absolutely huge. And, I wish nothing but the best for him. There are a lot of former Bengals that I look at in their NFL career, and I love seeing them succeed. He's definitely going to be one of them. He will get paid, and he will deserve every penny. It just I just don't see it happening in Cincinnati. But I want to go back to Jesse Bates, just talking uh, glowingly about him. But I want to bring up this point because you went back and watched the tape. Would that have been a pick six, you think, for Jesse if he would have caught it? I uh, He's actually really good after the catch. I didn't know he was a punt returner. I, I wasn't watching draft prospects back when the Bengals drafted him. Uh, I didn't know he returned punts. He's actually got some wiggle to him. For the fun of it, I'll say yeah. But I do think the running back is the guy that – I don't know if he makes the tackle, but I think he slows him down because he's not – in. there's no def- There's no defender right next to him that could just block him or anything real quick. He's got a good angle to just get out in front of Bates. I also think the most likely thing to happen there would probably be Bates taking a knee. Anytime you get those deep in the end zone picks, unless you're Ed Reed, a lot of those guys just kneel it down, just go like, yeah, whatever. Let's not, let's not ruin this. <laughs> um, but I think I say yes for the fun of it. I'd give it 50, eh, 50. I feel like that running back could slow him down. Then you get Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or somebody catching up from behind or something like that. That was a really good play too. I've heard people say that's why he had a bad game. And it's like, I mean, I guess he dropped it, but I don't consider a drop pick to be the end of the world because what he did on that was look to his left to Mike Evans first reads the wrap distribution says, okay, he went out. So he released outside. I'm not making a play over there. Or he went underneath. I'm not making a play over there. Gets back his eyes on Brady sees Brady look to, Bates is right, Brady's left, and then he doesn't move right away. And I, I think this was a little bit of baiting. He was just like, oh, I see what Brady wants, and he doesn't see me. He thinks I'm looking over there because that's where I started. So when Brady goes to pull the pin on the grenade, uh, take a hand off the ball and throw that, he breaks and gets their perfect, ah, man. would have been such a cool interception moment to, for him to do that. It reminded me a little bit, but a little bit more trickery to it. 
uh, to his interception against Tannehill in, what was that, 2020, Burrow's rookie year. Uh, in the end zone he caught one against him there it reminded me a little bit of that it was just like baiting the quarterback into doing what he wants them to do and that was a really good play up until the drop it reminded me also of the the 49ers drop although that was a much more important drop uh, that was nothing but green grass in the end zone that was a pick six <laughs> nothing that, I mean, they this, were gonna win that game right there that, yeah yeah that this one was less consequential and a, a more debated pick six opportunity. That one was definitely a pick six and an unfortunate drop, but um, not the greatest hands of all time. Whatever. He's not the first defensive back to, you know, drop a couple picks. A lot of them do. This whole defense was doing that at one Eli point. Eli Apple did it. Uh, he doesn't get the hate. He dropped a pick on that same drive. Well, it's funny, and I need to call myself out because I think I tweeted in the first half. I'm like, man, or at halftime, I said the defense has to learn how to catch the football. And it was just everyone. That was kind of more of how the season is going, where they just don't catch the ball. And then in the fourth or in the second half, they have four turnovers. I'm like, oh, okay, this works. Everyone. Trey Flowers makes a sliding interception, and uh, Jermaine Pratt's interception was insane. I okay. get why I get why Nance thought that hit the ground. I did because too. He has his hands out. It hits his hands and bounces. Like <laughs> it's one of the craziest interceptions I've seen. To just use your hands as like a trampoline, get the ball to go up, and then catch it. Still, is so cool. I love that from him. That was that was awesome. That whole play was awesome. DJ Reader gets pressure, moves Brady off his spot. That's the first check mark. Needed this to happen because they ran a stunt on the other side with. Uh, Joseph Osai coming around. Joseph Osai gets picked up by the center, but he beats him with a swim move, makes the center fall down, and then he gets a hit on Brady. Almost gets that sack. I know he, I'm sure he wanted because he talked about that in preseason. Um, but he forces the wobbler to just go into the air, and uh, there it is. Jermaine Pratt making the weird trampoline <laughs> catch back to himself. Uh, it was so cool. And also, I tweeted about. I didn't tweet about. Well, I did tweet about it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but in my takeaways article, I went through pro football reference, and this is the first four turnover game Brady's had since 2011. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's awesome. That's uh, huge. He, he, had, he hasn't even had a three turnover game this year, uh, just two turnover games this season. He had a three turnover game against the Saints last year. And then other than that, I kept going back. I was like, I, I got it sorted by interceptions. I look over at the fumble recoveries or fumbles lost, whatever it is, and be like, okay, no, three, three, two. Some years he had one was his highest amount of turnovers in a season. Got Finally got back to 2011 against, I think it was the Bills. In September of 2011, he had four turnovers, and uh, that's pretty crazy. Only like four games in his 20-something year career of four turnovers, and this was one of them. It's wild because of how Grady was playing in the first half. And then, I mean, I oh, thought it looked was- vintage. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be old Tom Brady. I, I I was I I was scared because I posted the meme of him. Uh, and, yeah, uh, would have definitely called you out for that. Uh, but we have about 60 seconds. I want to get to a Joe Burrow. I kind of felt bad after we recorded because I was like, you know what? The guy came back in in the second half. I know he had a short field, and he felt like I felt like he was really getting it together. I know that one play that kind of made social media and people are like, ah, oh, you're not Patrick Mahomes. I think Joe Burrow saw Mahomes the did the same thing before. What? <laughs> That's the tweet. Well. There was a lot of like kind of reaction of you know when he ran out of field goal range. I think yeah, Mahomes did that before. Yeah, he did. He oh, did he it. didn't. He he didn't see the flag though. I'm he gonna did. let you know when you could see the whole thing. His back's turned by the time they're throwing the flag. 
Never mind. I, I think he just went brain dead on the play, but he got saved and it's fine. It's fine. It, hey, nothing happened as far as I know. Maybe he, there's a slim chance he saw the hold and just thought a flag was coming. I Maybe. think he just brain neutral, brain fart on the play, thought he could do something, wasn't able to, but you can continue. I, I just do want to point out I, he didn't see the flag. Okay, well, you, we maybe we should have never talked about that. Um, we'll move, we'll move. <laughs> it's just a play, though. It's just a Mahomes did the same thing, like in the championship game. Championship game did it, yeah. Maybe. Like he's done this multiple times. He fumbled in that championship game and should have lost it there uh, on the goal line. Like that, I'm is, I can't believe it's a take that you're not Mahomes. Like, if anything, like yeah, you're not. Uh, I don't know Lamar Jackson, and I yeah. think Burrow would agree that he's not Lamar Jackson. It's not. It's okay, Joe Burrow. He did. He did fine. He had four touchdown passes. Uh, but really quickly, any other takeaways when you went back to watch the team? Uh, no, the Buccaneers were allowed to play real physical, and I think that frustrated Chase after the game because he mentioned all the holding, and they did get away with actual holding and a face mask. But you know these Bengals receivers. They're bulls. They like to lock horns rather than run around these guys. So I think it's something worth noting that they like the physicality. They like getting into it with these guys, even if it is at times a little bit detrimental. I think, you know, you almost want to pull it back just like 2%, 3%. Just be like, you don't have to fight that guy this time. You know, just just run past him. (laughs) He wants to fight you. That's fine. Just keep running. Um, But, you know, I'd rather – Rather have too much dog in my receivers and not enough, you know, pull them back a little bit. That's a little easier to do than trying to hype them up to go fight that corner. Well, Joe Burrow did say they are the big dogs. So he said <laughs> it for a reason. Even his wide receivers are like that. But yeah, great stuff. We'll preview and predict the Patriots game on Thursday. But the next thing we're going to have a little fun. I actually want to get to the Gio Bernard video that made social media. The Chiefs Wolf. It's absolutely wild uh, story. And then we got to talk a little Christmas because Christmas is this week next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.